Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's welcome everybody to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we're talking a little bit about my philosophy as a coach. So who I am, a little bit about my experience, a little bit about what I've done in the industry and why I coach the way I coach. The big thing, though, is I'm going to make sure that there's a lot of good value that you can take away, whether you are working with another coach, whether you are currently working on your own training, whatever position you're in, there's going to be some good value in this one for you to take away. So first off, who am I as a coach? And, you know, what value can I bring to you in this show? So if you have not listened to the show before, welcome. If you have, you have a little bit of an idea already. So who am I as a coach? So basically, I've been doing this for over 15 years. I started when I was in high school. I worked with a number of the younger students in my high school. I brought two of them to a national powerlifting championship. And one of them even broke two world records within that competition that I brought them to. When I moved on to university, I opened the powerlifting club at the school. I was a powerlifting competitor at the time as well. On top of the powerlifting club where myself, I broke multiple national records. I had three athletes, I believe. I can't remember off the top of my head that also broke provincial and national records during that time at the university. And I also spent time working with the football team, hockey team, basketball team, rugby team, I might be forgetting one, uh, but there were a lot of athletes within the school as well that I was working with that basically I was doing any kind of strength conditioning that I could because I just loved it. I didn't really feel that it might lead to becoming a career, but I was doing it because I loved it and it was a dream of mine to be able to make it happen. Now, the longer that I worked with those teams, the longer that I worked with those athletes at the university, the more and more I realized I'd rather take a shot at what I actually wanted to do for a living versus, you know, put that on the back burner and go get the quote unquote safe job. And the reason that that part of the story is so powerful is because that's one of the big things I focus on in my coaching now. So within the time at the university, I worked with all those teams, like I said, all those different athletes. And then I really started doubling down on the fact that I want this to be a career. And within that time as well, I spent three summers working with the Montreal Alouettes in their spring conditioning, in their spring camps, helping run their strength and conditioning workouts through the camp. Um, Super cool opportunity I got introduced to through my boss at the gym. Um, Hell of a guy. But what I want to get into there is from there, Basically, a few more years of bouncing around a little bit. I moved out to Calgary, and in 2019, I started the company that I run now, Coach Do So Conditioning, and we're rebranding as well, but that's a story to get into on another day. And that is where the magic really started happening. If you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be running my own business, doing exactly what I wanted to do for a living, I would have thought you were fucking crazy. But 
the process of working through these last 10, 12 years, over 10 years since I started university, which is crazy, is what allowed me to get to this point. And the reason that's so powerful, the dream of being able to coach, the dream of you know doing this for a living and then now actually living it is because that's what I see in so many athletes. And that's why that's such a big focus of my coaching is because I see so many athletes that have this dream. They want to achieve these goals in their sport, but they work really hard at them, but they always have that thought in the back of their mind of, oh, it's probably just a pipe dream. You know, who am I to want to be at that level? You know, oh, I don't really know if I see myself making it that far. So then they start slacking in certain areas. They start letting their foot off the gas. And then in turn, they don't make it because not because they didn't have the skill, not because they didn't have the ability or the work ethic, but because they didn't have the self-belief. And that's where I started in my journey, too. So when it comes to my coaching philosophy, when it comes to why I coach the way I coach, that is one of the absolute biggest pillars is my focus is on helping athletes believe in themselves because the blueprint is out there. You follow a good strength and conditioning plan. You practice hard. You train hard. You don't make excuses. You show up when you're supposed to show up. You eat right. You recover well. You keep doing those things consistently over time. You will make it somewhere. Will you be, you know, the all-time world champion, richest athlete in the history of the world? Probably not. There's only going to be one of those in there. But you are going to make it somewhere great. But if you start slacking off in some of those areas, you start taking your foot off the gas, you don't push quite as hard because you maybe don't see yourself getting there, whatever it might be for you, that's where you're going to start to go wrong. And so one of the top, top, top pillars of what I do is focusing on self-belief with my athletes. And this is just the little things, the little conversations between sets with the athletes that I have in person. The DMs and the conversations through the training app that I have with the athletes that I have online. It's all focused around improving on the self-limiting beliefs you have, getting rid of them, and in turn, putting yourself in a position to succeed, both with the quality of the training that you're doing, the quantity of the training that you're doing, and your overall approach to day-to-day life. Now, One of the next pieces that is extremely important about my coaching philosophy, how I work and why I do it the way I do it, is the focus is on results in the sport and results in the sport only. Because so many coaches that I see over the years, and I've been guilty of this in the past, get very, very focused on the results they see in the gym. So they have an athlete in and the athlete hits a personal best on their squat. And the coach is focused on, okay, the next program, we need to hit a new personal best in the squat. Now, unless that athlete is a power lifter, you don't need to hit a new personal best in the squat. If it happens, great. Celebrate it. Be happy about it. But you will never hear me tell an athlete, hey, we've got to try to push for that 300-pound squat this program because they're not a power lifter. A 300-pound squat is not applicable to what they need in their sport. And there are so many factors that go into the quality of training an athlete's going to see that focusing on the wrong areas is taking away from the results that matter. Because the results that matter, plain and simple, are how they're feeling in the sport, how they're performing in the sport, and how we switch up our training is focused around improving that. And that's it. So strength personal bests are going to happen but we're not spending our time focusing on improving those. We're spending our time focusing on improving what they're actually going to see in the sport. 
So instead of focusing on loading a heavier weight on the bar, we're focusing on improving the movement pattern so that it's translating better to what the athlete needs in the sport. Does that make sense? So again, not that gym personal bests are a bad thing, but the focus is not on those because you have a limited time to make it as an athlete. And if you're an MMA fighter and you're focusing your energy on trying to hit a 300 pound squat or hit it 21 minute 5k run, you're not focused on the skills required to be an MMA fighter at the highest level. And so as a result, you're not going to make the most amount of progress that you can because that time you're focused on that heavier lift or that faster run is not time to focus on the physical qualities you need in order to compete in the cage at the highest possible level. So on top of that, the other really important thing that I need to focus that I need you to focus on when it comes to building your career as an athlete, when it comes to my coaching philosophy is communication. This is something I pride myself on with my athletes. I talk to athletes quite often that they say, you know, I've had bad experiences with coaches before. I just didn't feel like my coach cared. I didn't feel like, you know, they were there to answer questions or anything like that. And honestly, to me, if you're not there to answer questions, if you don't care about the well-being or the success of your athlete and you're just there to run them through a workout, you're not a fucking coach. Anyone can build a workout. Like, building a hard workout is not a difficult thing to do. Throw five exercises together, do 100 reps of each one, that's going to be fucking hard. It's not going to be useful. It's not going to be good. It's not going to help your athlete succeed, but it's going to be hard. So if that's what you're there for, just fucking do that. But you're not a fucking coach. Coaching is the day-to-day conversations. Coaching is the communication. Coaching is making sure you're on the same page with your athlete, making sure that you're working together to see the success that they're trying to see. Because one thing, and this one's more directed than any coaches listening to this, it is a privilege to get to do what you fucking do. Take advantage of that and actually do it well so that you can keep doing it for a longer time. If you're just in it for a quick buck, get the fuck out and go do something else. This is a job you do because you're passionate about it, because you love it. So when it comes to communication, what I'm really talking about is one thing I pride myself on is that any athlete that's within my company, any athlete that's working with me or my team should be able to approach me at any time with any struggles they're having. And that's training related. That's life related. Even if that's focused on a problem that they're having with me, something that they don't like. I understand I'm not a perfect person. I understand that I'm going to make mistakes or I'm going to sometimes come off like I'm doing something that doesn't make sense to you. And I want you to be able to talk to me about it. And that's something I pride myself on because I believe that the focus of any coach should be helping their athletes see success. And if your focus is helping your athletes see success, part of that comes from the mental side. Part of that comes from the mental side. And if your athlete doesn't feel comfortable coming to you with issues that they're having, or if their athlete doesn't feel comfortable coming to you when they have a problem with you, you're not doing your fucking job. You should be able to have those conversations, not take offense because we're not perfect people. And you should be able to take that criticism or feedback to heart and make improvements off of it. Because if we expect them to work hard, then We need to work hard at our own craft too. So that is a massive part of it is communication, making sure that we're always on the same page and working together. 
And one of the one of the really important pieces on top of that as well is I work with high level athletes. So a huge piece for me is that I need to lead by example. I need to lead by example. If I'm going to tell these athletes the kind of work that they need to do or the kind of work ethic they need to have or the kind of training they need to take part in, and then I'm some fat, lazy slob that's not pushing to improve himself, who the hell am I to tell them anything? Now, I'm not saying I need to be in the exact same level of shape as all of them or be able to step into an MMA cage and fight five five five-minute rounds with an absolute killer, but I need to be, first off, taking good care of myself, eating well, hydrating properly, getting good sleep, making sure that I am physically fit and mentally fit as well. But also, I need to have a fucking work ethic. If I'm working with athletes that are trying to be the best in the world at what they do, then I believe it's my responsibility to try to be the best in the world at what I do as well. Because if I'm not, then how do I expect to help them to that level? If I'm not going through experiences of growth and development and you know pushing to new levels, things like that, how do I expect them to do the same under my guidance? So one of that is absolutely one of the most important things to me, and this has become more and more important over the last couple of years to me. But one thing I can promise all of my athletes is as you try to reach the highest possible level in your craft, I'm trying to reach the highest possible level in mine as well. And that means continued research. That means investing in myself. I spend over $40,000 a year on mentorship, um, coach development, and things to help me both grow my business as well as grow personally. And keeping myself in good physical and mental shape. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning every single day to go through an entire morning routine where I'm working on my vision. I'm working on my goals. I'm working on myself as a person. I'm meditating. I'm doing all the things I need to do to put myself in the best possible headspace to approach the day in the best possible place that I can. So guys, I hope you got some value. I hope you got some insight into me with this episode. And as promised, there's going to be some good takeaways for you as well. So if you're working with another strength coach right now, what I want you to do coming out of this episode is I want you to ask yourself, do I feel comfortable talking to this person when I have trouble, whether that's with them, with the programming, in life as a whole? Do I feel comfortable talking to this person about it? Number two, I want you to ask yourself, is this program actually focused around results in my sport or is this program actually fo- just designed to punish me for the sake of punishing me? <clears throat> Excuse me. Number three, ask yourself, is this person living every day in a way that is leading me by example? Because I firmly believe if you're trying to be great at what you do, then you need to be learning from people who are also trying to be great at what they do. If you're learning from a guy who's comfortable being average and you're trying to be phenomenal, how do you expect to rise to a point of being phenomenal? It doesn't make sense. So ask yourself those questions. And honestly, there's no one answer on how you can tell any of those things. But ask yourself those questions. Audit the people that you're working with. And if they aren't, we're living up to your expectations. If they aren't living up to the needs that you have as an athlete, then ask yourself this. Why are you still there? Because if you are trying to get to the highest possible level in your sport, you need to learn how to surround yourself with higher level people. And if you can surround yourself with higher level people, 
you're going to make more progress faster and you're going to close the gap on those people that are further along the path than you. But if you keep surrounding yourself with low level people, you're going to continue to operate at a lower level. It's just how that's going to work. So audit your circle, audit the people around you, audit the team that you have, and make sure that you are putting yourself in a position to succeed. So guys, I hope you got some value from this. I hope you got to know me a little better through this episode. As always, my big ask of you is if you tuned into the show before and you've gotten value, make sure that you share this show with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with somebody who's going to benefit from hearing this message. Go audit your circle. Go level yourself up. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.